Hey, road trippers. Welcome to another episode of The Pod. Look, my family travels. I've talked about this. My mom is traveling out here. I'm traveling for the postseason. I'm thinking about bringing my family with me to some of these games. Like, have you guys been stalling on booking a trip like I have? Well, the nerds at NerdWallet are here to help you take the first step towards making your dream a reality. NerdWallet's team of nerds research hundreds of the top credit cards, mortgages, and more so you can easily compare and find what's right for you. Maybe you're looking for some quality in-person fun with your friends, watching your team live in the NBA playoffs? NerdWallet can help you compare and find the right travel credit card with a sign-up bonus to use on flights to the game. Ready to compare your way there? Take the first step by discovering the smartest credit cards, mortgages, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NMLS 161759. What's a pivot? Pivot. A pivot. <laughs> Not a everyone pivot. knows what a pivot is. A pivot? It's a what pivot. Ross did in Friends, the one episode. edition of Road Trippin' with RJ and Channing. I'm your host, Ali Clifton. Um, Richard is on his way. He is actually double dipping and I am rushing things this week. Um, he is coming back from NBA today. So I will take fault on this one as I am rushing us. Channing, I want to know really quick before we dive in, um, your most exotic shoe behind you. The most exotic shoe? The most like people would be like, are you kidding? Or maybe the shoe that you're like, you won't wear, but you have to have in the collection. Uh, I have two pair of these. I'll just show you my favorite. So I have two pair of these, one that I wear, one that I don't. Ooh. I think these are great. Oh, those summertime. like the ice blue. Yeah. And then uh, what else? That's really, I've worn mostly all these. Like, I don't wear these, but these are like felt. Very soft, like velvety. But yeah, this is a gift. The wife got me this. And then I got shoes on the ground and shoes. I got the LeBrons he gave us. Probably wearing them bullshit ass shoes. <laughs> I was about to say, which ones did he give you guys? He gave you a pair of his own uh, shoes. His, a pair of his shoes. I wore these once in the 17 finals. How'd, the, how'd they do for you? And then I wore them. Not good. That's why. <laughs> Never wearing them again. Plus, I didn't play in the 17 finals. I wasn't getting out on that court. Um, I am going to open up conversation because we are into the playoffs. And obviously, okay. Richard is going to have some things to say, too. And, and Rich and I actually talked about this this morning a little bit offline. How, what is your takeaway? from the first week weekend, cause you have to include the play in tournament. And it's actually part of my thoughts here um, of the postseason. Let's just start there first, your take. This is probably the best postseason I've seen in a really long time. Oh really? You uh, really feel that way? I'll say that, I think so. I really feel that way because other than maybe the Golden State series where they're just on fire and Denver has no chance and then Atlanta, Miami is cooking, and I don't think Atlanta has a chance. Every other series has a chance for each team to really make an impact. Like, the way Brandon Ingram is playing to beat the Suns, plus that injury, then you look, and I was talking to somebody today, and you look at the Nets-Boston series, and you go, the Nets have the best two players, but then, I, you know, then you look at 
Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. So they have three through seven, right? So it's like the two best players versus a better team. Um, so that's interesting. I think, you know, the Utah-Dallas is interesting because, and this is for better or worse, watching Utah implode is somewhat entertaining. And seeing Dallas being able to compete where Brunson's getting 40 balls, like what <laughs> against Utah? And the, the it's not warranted at times, but the hate that Rudy Gobert gets is comical on Twitter. I know it sucks for him, but on Twitter, people blame everything on Rudy. Somebody Rudy could be on the bench, and they're like, "Damn it, Rudy Gobert, you're trash!" You know, like it is not fair. Okay, not too long ago, you had like the best way. Actually, not too long ago, like six months ago. You had the best way to describe oh, the jazz when it came to the postseason. I can't even say it out loud because I'm a female. I'm a woman. I probably shouldn't say it. But remember what you called the Utah Jazz of the postseason? Uh, the Gonzaga of the NBA? No. Okay, I have to go. The blue ball team. Oh, no. blue balls. <laughs> oh, blue balls team. Yeah, oh, for sure. Any hope that you think that Utah is going to do something? Boop, right in the nuts. Why? What is that? <laughs> I think they have a problem uh, adjusting at times. I think it's personnel-based. I also think it's like I complained about why not throw the ball to Rudy, and then you see him when he gets the ball, and you're like, you know what? I get it. I just don't think if you look at anyone there, no one has gotten better other than Donovan Mitchell, right? Like, it's developly developing as a player, you would think, oh, maybe he's going to get better. You know, he doesn't need to be a shooter. They don't need to be shooters. They just put pieces together. Bogdanovich, if he starts playing good, they can't win like that, right? Like, they can't win with Bogdanovich leading the team in scoring. They need Donovan Mitchell, too, or Jordan Clarkson. And they're very metronome as a team, but they don't. it's hard for them to score, especially when Rudy's on the floor because – you have another big that's playing it. Um, I also don't think they have another star next to Donovan Mitchell. I think it's hard to win when you got two all-stars and one of them can dominate a game on a defensive end, but has trouble doing that on the offensive end. But what is it? I mean, like all season long, how can you dominate throughout the regular season and then it'd be the complete opposite come the postseason? During a regular season, it's hard to um, to really like hone in and make adjustments for them. But you saw after one game, Jason Kidd like made one adjustment. It was like, dude, Kleba, shoot the ball. He had eight threes, right? They were there were so many uncontested shots. I think defensively they have no wiggle room. It's like send it to Gobert every single time. So guards are just getting blown by. I don't know what their defensive principles are, but they're not very good for stopping teams with five shooters. And at the end of the day, they only they're they're getting Luca back. And so when you think of you know that's a, uh, not next game, not this game. By game four, eventually they'll get Luca. Yeah. Do yeah, you yeah. think the Jazz make it uh, past the first round? Four. Do you think the Jazz make it past the first round? No. No. I don't think so because now the problem. Okay. So what I think is the problem now is the 
Dallas Mavericks have made the proper adjustments to win, right? And you can't assume that Brunson's going to get another 45. But also, strategically, how does Utah mix and match? Like, how do they adjust? Utah just says, we need to do what we do better. Almost like the Atlanta Hawks. They, they play one way. And they're like, we need to play our way better. Whereas other teams like Boston or the Nets or Miami or, or you know, whoever else can make adjustments, whether that's not switch this, trap this guy, move, make him shoot, make them shoot. They, you know, those other teams don't really do that. Okay, so that was the first playoff game to open up the postseason after the, the play-in mm-hmm. games, right? So yeah. when Rich comes on here, we're going to have a conversation. And I started there by design thinking that he would be on here by now. Obviously, he's not. Um, so let's jump to another series. And I actually saw your <laughs> tweet, and it made me chuckle. Denver matching the intensity of the Warriors is impressive. The green Jokic battle is what I'm here for. How'd that work out? Oh, what? Not very good. But here, do you have PTSD from the Warriors so, like I do? Even though I didn't score a single point or, score, or play uh, a single minute, that Warriors chant, I cannot. Bit. I cannot. There he is. Oh, dude, they are absolutely cooking, and that's a problem. It's like when you when you have to double team Steph to leave a hot clay in a Jordan an unconscious Jordan Poole, and then you know Wiggins is congrats he was an All Star he was not doing very good after the All Star break, but all of a sudden people forget he averages twenty in his career, so he's just chilling like oh okay I just get the like you're giving me the scraps and I can still get twenty or eighteen or fifteen and then defensively. Like, if you watch Denver, Denver cuts and moves and does all these things, they can't do that. They get no action playing Golden State because Golden State just switches everything. And then if you watch what's dangerous, and I didn't want to tweet this, but that Draymond is still not in playoff shape yet. You could see he's getting there, which is even more dangerous because when he's guarding Jokic with that much energy, he was like, okay, Looney, go get you can see him. He was gassed. <laughs> but and then, so like, that's a problem. So yeah. He's so important to their pace. Yeah. When Draymond can play at 100%, oh. their offense moves faster. You already know what Steph and Clay and them are doing. So when he's able to play at 100%, that just makes their movement even crazier because he's popping the ball, throwing it, pushing, making everybody run. It becomes a problem. See the versatility of Richard? Yeah. It's like oh, riding a bike. Right. Thanks for being flexible. He has now joined us. And we've only talked about the Utah and Dallas series, so you haven't missed anything. With that said, I did who, want to start take a series? shot. Huh? Oh, yeah. With that said, who do you think wins the series? Channing doesn't think the Mavericks get out of the first round. Or, no. I mean, I'm sorry, the Jazz. I think the Jazz. I think, I, think, Dallas. I think this is one of those series that regardless of whether or not they win, I think they. I think the whole organization knows that they need to do not a full – they're not going to rebuild. They're too talented, but they need to do a pivot. They need to do a pivot. I, I, I think oh, pivot, pivot yeah, for pivot. sure. Yeah, a pivot. I, I think of like, you know, what's a pivot? Pivot. <laughs> a pivot. Not a everyone pivot knows what a pivot is. A pivot. It's a what pivot. Ross did in Friends. The one yeah, episode. a pivot. It's like we were on a break. No, uh, a pivot <laughs> is more of like they're they, they are 
so talented and so good, but maybe that's not that the Utah Jazz over the last three, four years and what they have done, but it hasn't really manifested. Imagine like the Clippers. The Clippers were like so good. They had, you know, Chris Paul, they had Blake Griffin, they had DeAndre Jordan, they had Jamal Crawford, they had all of these things and they couldn't get over that hump. So they pivoted. They moved guys, they moved guys, they tweak guys, and then like a few years later, it's Kawhi and Paul George. Now, I'm not saying that that's what they're doing, but like that's not rebuild. That's not going like we're going to tank and get draft picks. and do No, your team is good, but you got to figure out the assets that have value, maybe trade away, maybe kind of retweak it. Rudy Gobert is a huge piece, but maybe he's not the one that pairs with the group or whatever. So I just think that's more of the pivot. Let's take a quick time out because we have a few great products that we want to tell you about this week. Listen up, road trippers. You still dreaming about a trip to the NBA playoffs this year? How about a trip to the NBA finals? Well, what if we told you NerdWallet can help you take the first steps to make that dream a reality? NerdWallet's team of nerds research hundreds of the top credit cards, mortgages, and more so you can easily compare and find what's right for you. And since you're already planning on going to the playoffs, let's bring along a friend. NerdWallet can help you find a travel rewards card with a sign-up bonus to use on your hotel for your whole crew. Ready to compare your way there? Take the first steps by discovering the smartest credit cards, mortgages, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NMLS 1617539. All right, road trippers, have you heard about Prize Picks? Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Our entire crew loves it, and we know you will too. Prize Picks has the best NBA prop game across the market. They offer more NBA props than any other DFS operator, and they offer every player and stat category that you can think of. Want to get into the game now? There's no better time with the NBA playoffs now underway. All new users that make their first deposit and use the promo code ROADTRIPPIN will receive an instant 100% deposit match up to $100. All you have to do is pick two to five players and select an over-under on their daily projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize Picks even allows mixed sport entries. Use the award-winning Prize Picks app either on the App Store or Google Play today. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Make this year's NBA playoffs a little more exciting and enjoy a special bonus offer on us. Check out prizepicks.com and use the promo code ROADTRIPPIN or go to your App Store and download the app today. Remember, Road Trippers, Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All right, Channing, it's another day, another dollar. Uh, you know we get up early. You know we need our greens. Um, are you still doing athletic greens? Every day. It's actually the first thing I take in the morning. It uh, helps me do my workout. Uh, you know, trying to stay in shape after being retired is hard. But if you have a healthy, nutritious drink <laughs> in the morning, it makes you feel less bad. That's actually a good point. And it's not that bad. It's 8 to 10 ounces of water. And I will say, before we linked up with them, and I, I read and I saw so many people doing it, I was taking like 7 to 8 vitamins every morning. And taking, I know, like, it's part of our daily, but, like, opening a bottle and taking everyone individually, but knowing that this supplement, 75 different vitamins and minerals, energy, clarity, as Channing mentioned, sometimes makes you feel less fat because you're motivated. You're more motivated. Um, so Athletic Greens, that is our jam. Um, head over, check them out, Athletic Greens, um, and see how they can help you. Promo code, you see it below. Road trip and you know what to do. Channing, I um, have just recently started, well, more so since COVID, um, doing my therapy sessions via online. 
um, weekly. I know that it's something that sometimes it just fits in the schedule. It's how it works out um, as things are kind of here and there on the go. Um, and I've recently checked out betterhelp.com. Uh, um, they have set us up. They've set so many individuals up, just the way in which it's easy. It's not, it doesn't always have to be in person. Um, sometimes you can feel more comfortable. Um, I know it's something that you obviously are a big advocate of, um, especially when it comes to sports, something that we talk about, uh, we are a part of on the daily, even since you've been retired, since I've stopped playing college basketball, mental health is, um, is something that we all take very serious. Uh, and I know better health is better health is something that we have loved, um, getting used to. It definitely is, you know, having, uh, you know, taking care of your mentals as Marshall Lynch says is number one, man. If, if you've got a, you know, if you're going through stuff, obviously the pandemic and just regular life happens, having someone with that much um, accessibility to you, you know, being able to stay at home and uh, go through a session is, is extremely important. Um, just somebody to talk to, somebody to express feelings and maybe help you, you know, be a better person. Yeah, indeed. So we want to offer you, our listeners, our viewers, um, that access as well. In fact, your first month of services, you get 10% off when you visit betterhealth.com slash roadtrippin. 10% off betterhealth.com slash roadtrippin. We're off that series. We're kind of into the Warrior series, but I was telling Channing without really telling Channing, I wanted to know his thoughts about the opening weekend of the postseason. And he thinks that mm -hmm. it's the best postseason that we've seen in a long time. Now, we had other vibes and feelings. <laughs> Shall we tell I him, think, Richard? I, well, I, well, yeah, because, and, and Chang, I, I agree with you. I think the playing games brought such excitement for, you know, good postseason yeah. basketball. And I think the playing games were so much fun. But I think after that, I feel like there was kind of a drop. The Brooklyn-Boston series, which everyone believed was going to be great, that delivered. The Minnesota, if you take away that amazing Minnesota-Memphis series, like that that one game that was great and everyone caught, caught it off guard, everything else has been pretty bland. Everything else has been pretty bland. The Toronto series has been bland. The, the Miami series has been bland. The, the, um, the Milwaukee series has been bland. Uh, the Golden State one, bland because you know that Denver is not just at full strength. So you just go down the list and you're like, even even the 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 Dallas series, Utah, it's Luca's out. So it's like, and then now with Phoenix, you got Devin Booker out. So it's like you look at it and I think it's been good, but I think the play we're adding the play in series. To right. make it seem like this postseason thus far has been great, which I guess is fair. A, but a good word that you use is like it just feels come the postseason that it's flat. Mm -hmm. However, is that because there was so much hype and there is so much that rides on those one and done opportunities for the play in tournament, right? So it's kind of like we're all getting used to that aspect and it's kind of done what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to have that NCAA feel winner go home, right? Which we all hated two years ago. You know, remember the Lakers, they hated it. They could not believe that there was, and now it's such a special and unique part where it kind of opening weekend that first, like I, I sat there and I was listening to the, the Dallas Utah game and I was like, are, are there fans there? You could hear a pin drop in the first half. Like, no, yeah, I, it just, it was a different feel, different vibe. And the last thing I'll to say it. about it, the last thing I'll say about it is I think the last two years have generated like because of COVID, because of all those things, we had the Lakers and the Golden State Warriors in one play-in series. Then this year you've got, you had Cleveland, you had Atlanta, and you had Brooklyn in the next play-in. 
That's not always going to be like that. Sometimes it's going to be four shit teams battling out that no one cares about. This has just been like a random year because of COVID the last couple of years and because of injuries and COVID protocols. It's allowed great teams to drop down into those spaces. But we're only a couple of years away or maybe next year where it's a true 9-10 that no one gives a damn if they make it or not and they're going to get swept in the first round. We're not far away from that. Mm. I I think... You know, when I say good basketball, right, it's like any time that LeBron steps away, the spotlight is going to a little bit of everyone, right? So, like, for me, if you listen, if you think about the storylines, the Phoenix Suns are like this team going, everyone picked the Phoenix Suns to go to the finals. Devin Booker gets hurt. Brandon Ingram is playing out of his skull, right? And the play-in team Pelicans are tied with the Suns, which I don't know if many people thought, especially not after the first two games. Everyone was like, well, what is it like with Steph coming off the bench? Oh, don't worry about it. He got 34. Oh, is Jordan Poole, can he do this? Again, Jordan Poole going crazy. Draymond looking good. Clay looking good. And then you go to Miami, which a lot of people thought would be a team that can compete with the Nets and the, and the Celtics and the Bucks. And Jimmy Butler is scoring 45, and they're looking oh. hot as hell. Jimmy Buckets is balling. Then, balling. But right, people forget he was shooting 9% from the three-point line. Oh, I have dad ears. I hear everything. <laughs> okay. uh, scary. And then, so for me, <clears throat> you know, this first round thing, and seeing Jalen Brunson ball is awesome. You always like seeing him do his thing. And then you realize how good of a coach Jay Kidd is. Because you're like, wait a second, no Luca, you got Jalen Brunson and Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleba barbecuing the Utah Jazz. You're like, what? But again, it's those little storylines that I like. It's not just like who's dominating, other than the Bucks. The Bucks are beating the junk out of the Bulls. I'd be shocked if they win a game. But did, did they really? Did they really? Who? No. I said I would be shocked. You think? No, I'm saying if they the Bucks, they beat the junk out of the Bulls, though. Oh, I think they, beat, I think they took their foot off. Beat the, gas. the junk out. I don't out think of the Bulls. they I, like they didn't blow them out, but I like the Bulls made it a game because they have the talent. But I just I, I think no one looks at that series and truly, especially if you look at the Bulls' <laughs> history, they were getting booed two weeks ago. They were getting booed two weeks ago, and they're you guys got booed. You guys got booed with three games to go in the regular season too in March. I'll never forget that. Yeah, that's because we were straight. We straight shut it down. We were we were beating the junk out of teams, and we were getting the bench and in shape. We were. You guys were having behind forty nine minutes. You guys were having behind closed doors team meetings about that shit falling apart. Oh yeah, in March. We were just like, come on. Well, they also they fired our coach. It was it was bad, but you know, look. You know, we'll, we'll, figure that out. we'll figure that out. Um, since you guys are two Phoenix I mean. guys, we're kind of oh yeah. So that's what you're talking about. Basically, you want LeBron to get out the get out the way so that you can experience good basketball. Okay, I get, I got you. I understand all of it. It's <laughs> basically what you just said. Um, okay, we're jumping around a little bit, but because you guys are two Phoenix guys, though, um, at times you guys don't claim that. Kyle Kuzma had an interesting tweet the other day, and I wanted to know if you guys agreed with it. He's very active on social media here in the postseason. He said, Phoenix, best we crowd. We got a lot of free time. We got a lot of free time. We all are. <laughs> oh, yeah. Phoenix, best Be crowd. <laughs> Phoenix, best crowd in the league. Ooh. Good. Very. No. Hey, 
It depends on what your definition of a Dude, great crowd is. It's different. It's 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 like Utah, great. <laughs> it is crowd. a party. Cleveland, amazing. Uh, Toronto, when like there's some amazing sure, sure. to say like best to say best crowd. It depends on what your niche definition is of, of a best crowd. Because Boston, they just feel psychotic. The Knicks fans, I know we've only seen them in the postseason once, but I'm saying we only like. They're 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 borderline crazy, but they're they'll turn on their team yeah. before they turn on the other team. Like they're it's just the crowd that the same best crowd. That's a I don't know if that can be defined. There's I would a, define it. Okay, talk about it, Channing. Uh, number one, Phoenix people. The weather is good. It's a party. It has nothing to do thing. with the weather. You Channing. got the. It does. Yes, it does. It does. People oh, are going in there with good attitudes, with short shorts, tank tops. Stop it. Like, Stop the it. people look good. The rabbit. Stop it. Hey, Suns and Four guy is Stop hilarious. Denver. Right, people forgot about him last year. Weather has nothing to do with it because you guys it have does, the best crowds at playoff it's, games. It's, no, but let me in say In April this, in Allie. Cleveland, too. I, I, and it was snowing. Look, I, it's a mindset, I, like, Cleveland, Allie. to me, and what I saw in the play-in was, was special. I was really bummed. But I will say this, there is something about being able to have an outdoor element, whether it's Jurassic Park, whether it's the Deer District, and there's so many places, you can't get that in Phoenix. You cannot get that because in June, it is 115 degrees. People aren't outside at beer gardens drinking and partying all day like they do in Milwaukee or like they do in Cleveland, like they do in Toronto. It just, it like in the arena, it's amazing. The energy is great. It's not as corporate. This is what I'll say. Phoenix's arena is not as corporate. Like Golden State, their arena is super corporate because it's so expensive and the tickets are all purchased. But like in smaller kind of towns, there's less corporate. So there's more like actual true like fans in the building. Okay, fair. I'll give you that. Um, okay, so then let's talk about fans that you guys were kind of just touching on. Is the Kyrie Boston fans best drama we have so far here in the first round? No, I think it's uh, DeMarcus Cousins and Denver Nuggets. That is hilarious. But Which no, part? Dude, him and the Denver Nuggets all, or him and George Carl and the Sacramento Kings? Dude, him and George Carl, him and the team. George Carl, they were like, who? what player do you hate 10 years ago and today? And he just wrote DeMarcus Cousins. Oh, George Carl? Wait, that's real? <laughs> yeah, that is that. real. Or was that on boss? Dude, did you get, did you, don't tell me you got boss. Did I get ball sack? Are you behind ball? Are you ball sack, Richard? No, not yet. No, I'm joking. No, 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 I'm joking. No, no, that, uh, uh, he, he tweeted or whoever it is. I don't want to say he without knowing he tweeted at me or something. They, 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 okay. That's the proper. Um, are that's you doing an unboxing? Are you doing an unboxing for us on road trip? <laughs> No, I'm going to show you guys something. I'm going to see, oh. I'm going to see if it's proper. I thought you guys would like it. I will as we are doing this so that we don't shortchange. Oh, it. I got ball sack. Did you? Was well, no, it really? no, no. First of all, what I was talking about actually no, it's... is on ESPN. <laughs> Dude, look. Who said is it? But I'm saying it's real. You can't see it. I can't see that on your screen. The fact that Channing just said I I'm got sending ball it to sacked. you. Dude, I, I think he deleted it, but I'm sending this to you guys. Uh, Richard? 
He may have deleted it. But I will. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. I will open up the actual thing I was talking about. Um, Demarcus Cousins on his time in Sacramento. What did Sacramento do for me besides say my name draft day? I did more for them than they did for me. I had two owners, three GMs, seven coaches in seven years. I was there seven years. I had three GMs, two owners, and seven coaches. George Carl responds with, paid you approximately $50 million and gave you the opportunity to play professional basketball for a living. Shut up, George Carl. Shut, like, George, before, I'm not going to cuss, but, like, George Carl, George Carl, his, his record is one of the more respected but his reputation, who I just get frustrated and I'm not going to question him as a man, but he's got enough things. To say that we paid you $50 million so that we could be a shitty organization, like, bro, like, acknowledge, like, the man is saying that, like, the only thing that they did was draft me. Like, George, you sound like a fan. We paid you a bunch of money. It's like, yes, but did you teach him how to be a professional? Now, I understand DeMarcus Cousins has his own things about him, but, like, did you teach him how to be a professional? Is anything that he is saying there, like, false? No, they have historically been, over the last 15 to 20 years, been one of the worst-run organizations in sports. So, like, at that moment, George Carl, what do you have to say about, about him saying about how it was run? How many coaches have they had in the last 15 years? I think it's like since they last made the postseason, they've had like 11 or 13, 15 coaches, multiple GMs, like multiple owners. That's not the sign of a good organization. So for George Carl to come in and say this, and I don't know if it's true, so we're going to do some fact checking before we put out there. I think that's very cowardly to tell a person, we paid you a bunch of money, just be happy. That's not, that's not the, like, happiness is not the, the happiness. That, that part is true. That conversation, that's out on an NBA on ESPN. That part is true, that conversation that you just touched on. The fact that it's not true is that Channing did get ball sacked. <laughs> oh. because, no! because this is George Carl's handle, the actual George Carl. <laughs> oh, damn <Wait>. it. <laughs> so the one that Channing just sent to our text chain, yeah, that's, that's wrong. <laughs> okay, well, that's fine. Okay, that's it's still funny. funny. He still, he probably will probably still say it though. Actually, you might be right. Now I'm just confused. <laughs> you might be I right. I don't know. That's rough though. It. That's taking it to a whole nother level. The the yeah. um, avatars are different, but he may have changed it because Coach Carl 22 is the same. I don't know. That's weird. Anyways, um, if George Carl really said that, I think that's cowardice. The NBA's job when you draft a player, when you this is to give him the most stable environment for him to flourish, not only for himself, but for the organization and college. Imagine if a player went to a university and uh, went to a university and had three different coaches, two different ADs, all of these different things. And the person that was at that university was like, shut up. We gave you a free scholarship. That's not what it's, that's not what this is just about. Like that's like, that to me is, is clownish. And so, but everybody, everybody listen, that also goes to show you some of the mental makeups of the people that run these organizations. We're paying you money, shut up. It's like, well, you guys aren't running this company and corporation well. Well, shut up, We've, we're paying you. Let us be bad at what we do. I'll leave yeah. it at that. That part, that part is, is true. That's a real um, thing that happened. The one you just touched on, but the um, Channing's, the DeMarcus first name, last name's cousins, that might be, we gotta, we gotta figure that out just to clarify. However, it is fun with DeMarcus and the obviously warrior conversation. I don't know about you guys, but 
it brings me back a lot of memories from your y'all series and the way in which the Warriors can get under individual skins. Oh, they're problems. Just the way in which they're playing right now. What? They're problems. Golden State. Golden State's a problem. Like they're just they're they're yeah. they're gonna be they're gonna be an issue. And like again, like you can see how fragile it is. You look at Luca. You look at Devin Booker. You need a lot of things to go right to win a championship. A lot of things right. And even if you're 100% healthy, you still need luck. Even being 100% healthy, you need luck. So that, that, those, those Warriors, they are looking sharp. What's a series that impressed you guys? Yeah, or they have another you got level. it. You got it, Janie, if you want to keep talking about them. I was just saying they have another level. And then all these years, like Jordan Poole's development, like you look at Wiggins' development since he's been there, like how they move, and especially with Draymond, when Clay gets his feet down a little bit more, still getting in the rhythm, Steph is coming off the bench, which is like, who do you bring off the bench to be like, oh, yeah, get ready to guard Steph? <laughs> like, usually he's in your first group. But then everyone's like, oh, well, we, you just can't scout well, for that. Well, like, there's no scouting to yes. like. Who do you put in, well, Richard? Put in what six you man put, do no, you put it's in? Just like, first of all, we know this: your top six or seven guys are going to play between 35 and 42 minutes. So whether Steph comes off the bench and then gets into the game, it's like the same guys are going to be guarding Steph. It's not like oh, you change your rotations a little bit as a coach. The one thing that we know about Denver is that because of their lack of depth, right? They don't have many options, right? You know, Campazzo, Monte Morris, like, you know, Austin River. Like, they don't have that many options because of their lack of depth. That's my only hesitation about watching teams like Miami, watching teams like Golden State, watching teams like Philly run through Toronto. Watching these teams, it's like, okay, guys, with all due respect, you're kind of supposed to do that. You're kind of supposed to do that, and we will applaud that, but I can't go like, Golden State's going to win a championship. They're going against a depleted Denver Nuggets team and doing exactly what they're supposed to. I think a better judge of them is like if they play against Memphis in the second round, and if they're rolling through Memphis, then you're like, ooh, this is going to be a problem. If if, if, uh, Miami starts rolling through Philly, you're like, Ooh, this is going to be a problem. That's when you should get excited about this team and the way they're playing. Now, it could go quickly the other way, and they're not playing well against teams that they're supposed to dominate, right, like Utah. Like, those are the things that, like, can get people being like, oh, here these guys go, right? So, I don't know. I I just don't get too excited about great teams that dominate first-round matchups. 